Have you ever felt like you're just not good enough? Do you know why you feel that way? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today at queenbeing.com. I'm going to tell you what made you feel like that, what made you feel not good enough, and how you can change that perception about yourself. Today, we're going to release negative perceptions about ourselves together. Let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson, and on this channel, I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse in toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. If that sounds good to you, hit that subscribe button and let's get going. Travel deep inside yourself without the baggage of conditioning. Be an explorer. Have patience and eventually your true nature will surface. You will return from your journey with fresh skin and you will approach each day with a wonderful sense of wonder and bliss. When you're trying to figure out who you are after narcissistic abuse, you learn to understand something. Whether we recognize it or not, most everyone's habits and behaviors are a result of some form of conditioning. And for those who have experienced the painful and all-encompassing abuse that a narcissist is known for, the conditioning hasn't always been in our best interest. It begins when we're small children. Our parents' opinions of us begin to help us form our own opinions, our own perceptions of ourselves. If we're cursed with narcissistic parents, our perceptions are skewed or twisted, often just plain wrong. That's because as children, we're kind of like sponges. We absorb everything in our environment, including and especially the opinions of our parents. If they tell us we're beautiful, we believe it. If they tell us we're horrible and we're sick and we're ugly and terrible, we believe that too. And it doesn't end there. Add in the opinions of your teachers, your siblings, your friends, and later those of your spouse, your boss, your coworkers, neighbors, and don't forget the lady of the dry cleaner last week that gave you the dirty look. All of this conditioning left unchecked can sometimes add up to a very negative self-image, especially if you don't know that you don't have to accept it. And we become what we perceive. We are what we believe that we are. Do you understand what I'm saying? Here's the thing, my friend. I've been saying it for years, and I don't mean to nag, but please just take a second and really focus on what I'm about to say. You do not have to accept anyone else's judgment of you. You do not have to accept anyone else's perception of you. You don't have to accept anyone else's opinion of you. You, my friend, you get to write your own story. Do you feel what I'm saying? You don't have to accept anyone else's perception, judgment, or opinion of you. You get to define yourself. You get to write your own story. You feel me? Listen, I want you to listen to this one more time because it really is that important. You decide who you are, no one else. You. You. You decide who you are and how you perceive yourself. You write your own story. The fact is, you get to be whoever you want to be and whatever you want to be. All you have to do is believe that you can, really believe it, feel it, down to your bones, and then believe that you're receiving it, that you've already received it. Own it because it's yours if you want it. Once you've done that, then you listen and you, and you, and you take inspired action. You listen to your intuition. You believe in signs. You look for the signs. You decide. Today, I'm going to ask you to take a little bliss mission with me. I challenge you today to take a look at the people in your life, the people around you, people you love, people you like, even those people who present certain struggles in your life. Remember your childhood. Remember the people that you spent time with 
in your childhood. Think of all the perceptions that they have about you. Think of all the perceptions they had then. What did your parents think? What did your friends think? What did other people think? And then I want you to think about yourself. Have you adopted someone else's opinion of who you are? Have you constantly struggled against it? Do you feel guilty for being who you are because you haven't become what someone else wanted you to become? Most people, I think, can identify with this kind of a feeling, but especially those who've been negatively affected by a narcissist gaslighting and abuse in relationships. The next part here is the hardest of all and I hope you're sitting down. It is time to begin to let go of those negative self-perceptions that you've been holding on to for so long. You need to breathe because this is going to be a little difficult at first but once you realize how much better your life is going to be you're going to wonder why you've waited so long. Are you ready? It's finally time to let go of every single disapproving look, every single veiled insult or rude comment. Let go of it. Anything that goes along with being abused by a narcissist, it's time to wash away the well-intentioned but misguided attempts to save, that is to change, to fit someone else's idea of perfect, your soul, your sense of fashion, and your sense of justice. I know what you're thinking. Probably something along the lines of, yeah, sure, and how would I go about doing that? Well, <laughs> of course I have an answer for you. If you do know me, you know that my answer is something that works and you know that it's because I used it to survive my own narcissistic abuse. So try this. Today, every time you have a negative thought in your mind about yourself, I want you to take notice and I want you to change your thought. Cancel the thought and intentionally replace it with an affirmation of your true desires. Things you really want, not what you don't want. If you think to yourself, I'm always late, notice. Then mentally cancel the thought and affirm, I'm always on time. Perception is everything, my friend, and you can change yours at will. I think that's pretty good stuff. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna leave you with a final thought to kind of get your wheels turning as you begin to release negative perceptions about yourself. Carlos Castaneda said, the trick is in what one emphasizes. We either make ourselves miserable or we make ourselves strong. The amount of work is the same. Don't allow the simplicity of this tip to make you doubt its power. This is one of those things that works. Changing your perception intentionally with a little practice, not only will you see results fast, but you'll soon realize how much control you really do have over your own life. Are you ready to rewrite your story? Share your thoughts and your experiences in the comments section below and let's talk about it. All right, that's all I've got for you today. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body, take care of your soul, nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot, take it now, and the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together. Good morning, survivors, and happy Friday. Today, we are going to talk about how you can think big, act bold, and increase your confidence after narcissistic abuse, all right? When we go through narcissistic abuse, we so often find ourselves becoming someone that we're not. We lose our ability to be strong. We lose our ability to be bold, to think big. We start thinking small. It's time to change all that, all right? You guys are smart people. I know this because you're here and you're, you're making an effort to fix things. So we are going to talk today about how to take it to the next level, all right? Let's do it. My name is Angie Atkinson, and this channel is all about teaching you what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. But first, do you have your coffee? 
This cup, I don't even know where I got it, but it's a great size. It's like the perfect size. <laughs> I, I've had it for a long time. I have no idea where it came from, though. So average thinking leads to average results. Would you agree? Um, they also lead to, you know, finding yourself average when you think in an average way. It leads to average levels of confidence or less. And honestly, it, it would just, it's better if you can work on having confidence without doing anything to deserve the feelings of confidence. Does that make sense? Because the fact is, it's a tough trick to pull, to pull off, but you can take a few simple steps and you can change the way that you see and you'll be the deserving recipient of the confidence that you get. All right. So I'm going to give you those steps, five steps to raise your confidence and you know, your standards and get more self-assured. All right. This is what we're going to do. So number one, you're going to set your standards higher. What do I mean by that? Well, instead of shooting for like a new job with like a 15% raise, you know, what about a 30% raise? Shoot high. You know what I'm saying? Aim high, be bold. Uh, rather than starting a little sideline business from, you know, a thousand dollars a month to your income, adding that much to your income, why not, you know, have a goal of replacing your day job with your sideline business. I did that. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, one of, I think the, the biggest keys to more success and confidence is raising your standards. Uh, most people won't ever rise above the mediocrity um, because quite honestly, the, that level of, uh, of achievement is comfortable. It's easy to achieve like that. It, it feels comfortable. It feels like, Oh, that's expected. That's acceptable. Whatever. Um, it isn't too difficult and life is good enough at that point. Right. But you want more, don't you? So you have to demand more of yourself and your life. Number two, you know, double everything. <laughs> what do I mean by that? Well, one rate, one way you can raise your standards is to just double everything. So whether you're talking about increasing your income or you're talking about making a certain number of cold calls each week for your business, or, you know, you are thinking about making new friends, approaching strangers and working on your social skills, um, or whatever, double your first instinct. So avoid the mistake of doing just enough and instead go above and beyond for yourself. You deserve that, you know, don't be pleasantly surprised by your success. Instead, set goals big enough and do enough to achieve them and be so sure that you'll be shocked if you fail. Because if you're that sure, you won't fail, my friend. Number three, use the idea of an overwhelming force to ensure your success. So the military, for example, often applies this technique. They, you know, if a situation calls for a thousand troops, Five tanks, three helicopters, for example, maybe they'll send 3,000 troops, 15 tanks, and 10 helicopters. Victory is pretty much assured at that point, all but anyway. So if you need to exercise three times each week to, to you know, meet your weight loss goal, for example, maybe you want to be like, hmm, I'm going to do five times a week. I'm going to go faster, go harder. You know, if you need to approach 10 clients, for example, to reach your income goal each week, then maybe you want to approach 20 instead. You feel me? double your basic instincts. It makes it impossible to fail. So put in enough effort that your success is practically guaranteed. Number four, know that when you set big goals and you take massive action, you really feel in control of your life. 
and that's a beautiful thing. So this type of behavior will lead you to confidence. It will, you know, lead you to a new place in your life. So imagine setting a big goal and going above and beyond, you know, the activity requirements to ensure that the goal is reached. Imagine how good that would feel. What do you think most people do instead? They make plans to run on the treadmill for 30 minutes, but then they convince themselves that it's okay to quit after 20. They make plans to make five potential calls each day, but then they only make two. See what I'm saying? You know, someone might want to lose 50 pounds, but they're like, ah, fuck it, I lost. Excuse me. <laughs> they're like, screw it, I lost 30 pounds, that's enough. You know, and maybe it is enough for them. The point is that this type of behavior is, is horrible for your self-esteem. So, you know, if you set a goal, work to meet that goal. It makes your life better. Okay. And number five, finally, enjoy your successes. All right. It's pretty, pretty likely that you're too hard on yourself having been through narcissistic abuse. Narcissists teach us to not trust ourselves, to not be sure of ourselves, to be insecure. And, you know, you can only expect to feel as confident as the average person if you're not dealing with narcissistic abuse. If you are, you're probably, or you have, you, you might be broken and, and then not feel like you have the ability to be confident. But I believe that you can be. I believe that when you make it through narcissistic abuse, you're stronger than anyone else that you know in person. That has been my experience. So know this. You can only expect to feel as confident as you choose to feel. Okay, instead of setting small goals to avoid disappointing yourself, shoot for the stars, set big goals that give you the chance to be highly successful. That's how you do it. Instead of actions and a level of activity that might lead to success, do so much that you can't fail. The resulting confidence that you get out of that is well deserved, you know, and, and enjoy it. And then you know what? When you're ready to do the next thing, guess what? Repeat the process. That's it. That's how you can take yourself from here to all the way up there. Yeah. So what do you say? Do you have some big goals to share with me today? Do you have ideas on how you can meet those big goals? Let's talk about it in the comments below. And hey, if you have other questions, comments, or concerns about things that you would like to change in your life or about narcissistic abuse or narcissistic abuse recovery, leave them in the comments below and I'll make a video for you. All right, stay tuned. I'll be back later today for another with another video and lots of exciting things coming up. Oh, by the way, one more thing. A couple new things added to the university. Okay, we now have um, a calendar, which is it, it's available on the, on the site for members, a calendar which shows you every day there's a new affirmation on the calendar and a set of personal reflection or check-in questions. And then we have um, the events for the, for the university on that calendar, such as when we do our live sessions, our private live sessions in the groups and stuff like that. So if you haven't checked that out, do that now. Also, there's a new course on the site and there's a couple other new little, little things that I'll be telling you about in the next few days. So if you haven't joined, you can go find out right now what they are by joining. All right. Otherwise I'll tell you about those later. So have a wonderful day, everybody. Again, thanks for letting me be a part of your day and a part of your life. Thanks for being a part of mine. It means so much to me. I'll see you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot. Take it now. 
and the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together. What's your purpose in life? How do you know? That's what we're talking about today, queenbeing.com on Self Love Sunday. Let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel, I have a free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse and toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. Does that sound good to you? If so, hit that subscribe button and let's get going. So guess what day it is? That's right, Self Love Sunday. How can finding your purpose make you happy? There's a quote by Albert Schweitzer who said, the purpose of human life is to serve and to show compassion and the will to help others. Think about it for a minute. Finding your purpose definitely becomes a lot easier when you think about it in those sort of terms. What skills do you have? What traits do you have that could help other people? How could you build your life or your business around those skills if that was something that you wanted to do? But what does any of that have to do with making you happy? Taking the time to figure out how you can help other people and then doing that is a powerful thing. We're social creatures and we are hardwired to help people in our communities. When we make it a daily goal to do that, it's an incredibly rewarding experience. And I can actually say that I have that experience with you guys and so thank you for that. Sure. Part of it is because, you know, we'll be thanked, we'll be recognized for what we're doing. You guys tell me thank you, it totally makes my day anytime anybody says I've helped them or they've enjoyed a video because it made them think about something different. That's only just a small part of it. There's a certain validation that comes when you're doing what you're supposed to do. It feels right to you. Do you know what I'm talking about? If you don't, stay with me because we're going to get this figured out for you, okay? Here's the best part. To be totally honest with you, Doing something good for people that you never even get praise for also makes you feel good. You know, so if you give someone money when they need it or you give someone food when they need it and you never mention it to anyone, it changes your life almost as much. It makes you feel good. It gives you the good vibes. There's sort of an internal reward built in there. It makes us feel good about ourselves. Our self-worth begins to grow with it and so does our self-esteem. Or think about it this way, what would make you feel better? I mean, personally, one of the reasons I do what I do here is because it's what would have made me feel better when I was in the situation that you're in now. You understand what I'm saying? Would you rather go about your day shoveling papers and answering the phone and putting in time at a desk and then have nothing to show for it at the end of the day? Or would you feel fulfilled and more happy if you knew without a shadow of a doubt that you had made a difference in someone's life in a good way? What if that paperwork that you did at your desk that day helped someone find a place to live? Or what if those calls that you made made sure that someone, a little girl, a little boy didn't go to bed hungry tonight? What if you taught a class and it helped a, a young mom stay with her baby and stay home and still contribute to her family? What if you found your purpose, whatever that may be, and you made a real difference in someone's life? Wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't it make you feel happier? Wouldn't it give you a sense of accomplishment? Spend a little bit of time figuring out what it is that you can do to help other people in your life. Think about how you could serve other people and what a difference it could make in their lives today. In other words, spend a little time figuring out what your purpose might be in life and how it could impact the lives of people that you touch every day, be it in person, through a book, or anyway through the internet. That's the beauty of this day and age that we live in right now. We can reach 
people across the globe. We can make a difference in lives of people across the globe. I literally talk to people in almost every English-speaking country and a couple that don't speak English. My point today on Self Love Sunday is stop making excuses and start looking for your purpose. When you find your purpose, you can begin to find your own happiness, your own self-worth, and it can change your life for the better. It can stop you from spending time with people who aren't worth your time. It can make your time more precious. On that note, I want to say one more thing before I close up today. I was talking to a client the other day and I said to her, the busier I get with work, the more precious my time becomes and the more picky I am about what I do with it. Not only because I don't have a lot of time, it feels like sometimes, but because I have so many different things to do that my time becomes more valuable than money. So time is more valuable than money because you can't get time back. You can't make more time. You can make more money. So. Think about that as you're going about your day. How are you going to spend your time? I want you to think about those things. How are you spending your time and is it worth it? Is it worth you? Are you spending your time in a way that is worthy of you and your own awesomeness? Think about it. How do you spend your time? What is your purpose and what would you rather be doing? Tell me in the comments below. That's the question of the day. The question of the day is, what's your purpose? If you don't know your purpose, would you like to know more about how to find your purpose? I've got courses on it. I've got stuff in the university about it. Of course, all over queenbee.com, and I can produce more videos on it if you're interested in that. Just let me know with a like and a comment, all right? I'm wrapping up for now. Right before I go out, though, I'm going to show you what we're doing with my family today around here, and uh, I'll see you tomorrow for another video. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Thanks so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. I'll see you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot. Take it now. And the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together. Are you happy? Are you as happy as you want to be? Are you willing to do what it takes to be happy? That's what we're talking about in today's video. Let's do it. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel, I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse and toxic relationships. If that sounds good to you, hit that subscribe button and let's get going. But first, do you have your coffee? Today I'm using one of my favorite dollar store cups and I really like it. Today we're going to talk about eight things that happy people don't do and how you can do better for yourself as you go through your recovery. All right, so let's get started. So when we've gone through narcissistic abuse or while we're still in it, we often struggle to stay happy. Unhappy people do certain things that 
happy people avoid like the plague. So if you're doing these things, that means that you're not as happy as you can be. So achieving anything involves avoiding certain behaviors and adopting other types of behaviors. Would you agree? Achieving anything involves avoiding certain behaviors and taking on other behaviors. We know this, right? If we want to lose weight, we have to change our behavior. If we want to do better at work, we have to change our behavior. If we want to be happier, we have to change our behavior. If you think that you don't have a natural skill for being happy, you can learn. I think everyone can be happy if they choose to be. I think it has a lot to do with the way that we're raised and the way that our environment is. And I think when we're dealing with a narcissist, we all know that our environment kind of sucks sometimes. <laughs> Let's talk about it. If you're moving forward or if you just want to be happy right now, you can avoid certain behaviors and be happy. Number one, avoid dwelling on the past. So feeling bad about stuff that's already happened does not make a lot of sense. I was just talking about a client about this with a client yesterday and she was saying, I'm still so angry about all the things that I've been through in the past. I'm angry at myself for the choices that I made, things like that. And I said, you know, the person that you were 20 years ago isn't the same person you are today. In fact, the person you were yesterday isn't the same person you are today because every day we learn a little more, we evolve a little more. So you can't be mad at the you from 20 years ago or 10 years ago or yesterday, okay? That you is not the same you as you are today. I know that sounds weird, but go with me on this. Without a time machine, <laughs> there's not a lot we can do about the past. If you were late for your job interview yesterday, you can't beat yourself up about it today. Too late to stress about it. Don't keep beating yourself up about stuff that you can't change. Like I always say, focus on what you can control, not what you can't control. Leave the past alone. Focus on today. Focus on today. Life only happens right now in the present. You're wasting your life if you're staying focused on the past or even the future. Number two, worrying about the future. Worrying about the future isn't a whole lot better than being bitter about the past. Both perspectives will sacrifice your current life. Both perspectives will ruin your mood, ruin your vibration. Prepare for the future, but avoid worrying about it. Going through your lives without concern for yourself is not going to help you. Most of your concerns will never happen anyway. Most of the bad things that you worry about won't happen. So let's go on to number three, holding a grudge. Refusing to forgive other people only punishes you. Half of the people that are that you're mad at aren't even aware of it. If they're narcissists, they don't even care. Why continue to make yourself hurt for someone who doesn't even care? They're going on about their lives without any concern for you. So who are you actually punishing when you hold a grudge? Only yourself. That's why I suggest that when you're holding on to anger from a narcissist, that you write a letter to that person expressing all of it and forgiving them at the end, even though they don't deserve it. Do I say that you should send the letter? Absolutely not. You might want to burn it or throw it down the river. I don't know. But don't send it unless you really feel like you want to. But understand that if you do send it, it's probably going to be a waste of energy. But if you write it, it gets it out of yourself. It's a long thing, but I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that in another video if you're interested. Number four. Stop comparing yourself to other people. You know, there are like over 8 million people on the planet, right? There's always going to be someone, like I said, who's better, healthier, smarter, whatever. Better disco dancers, <laughs> richer people, whatever. Comparing yourself to other people is a losing game, especially when you compare your weaknesses to other people's strengths. Albert Einstein once said, everybody's a genius, but if you judge a fish on its ability to climb a tree, he'll spend its whole life thinking it's stupid. I mean, I think that's a really interesting quote and it really speaks to the fact that everybody's got something that they can do. Number five, ignoring the positive. Humans are programmed to look for danger and focus on the negative. That makes it easy to ignore all of the positive things that are going on in your life. So like I tell you every day, spend a little time thinking of 10 things you're grateful for, three things you love about yourself to start with. 
you can counteract this tendency of feeling this way by making a list of those things every day and reading it each day. Make a habit out of it. It really changes your life. If you want to write one single list, do that. That's fine. Just make a list of all the positive good things in your life or think of 10 things you're grateful for every day and three things you love about yourself. Either way. (laughs) Number six. Number six. Focusing on the negative. When you look at everything that isn't the way that you'd like it to be, you might find yourself feeling pretty depressed, pretty hopeless. And again, give fair time to the positive things in your life. You have plenty of them, I promise you. Even if it doesn't feel like that, keep looking, it's, it's there. Number seven, stop worrying about the opinions of other people. You might think that you outgrew this mindset after high school, but if you're being honest with yourself, you're probably one of the rare few people. I still care a little bit about how people feel, but about me personally. I mean, obviously I care how a lot of people feel. As empaths, it's hard for us to not care. But when we focus on that, it can ruin us. We need to learn self-love. We need to learn unconditional self-love. So kick this habit. It can take a lifetime, but it is incredibly satisfying to really just not care what people think. You're never free if you're worried about what everybody else is thinking. It taints every decision that you make. Make sure that you make your decisions with your best interest in mind and not what other people will think about it. Don't buy a certain car because everybody thinks you should buy that car. Don't buy a certain home. Don't date a certain person. Do what feels right to you. You feel me? Finally, my last one is happy people avoid working at a job they hate. Now, I know that's kind of hard and I know it's called work for a reason, but it doesn't make sense to spend eight plus hours per day doing something you hate. If possible, if you can try to find work that you at least find agreeable, it will remove one of your primary causes of unhappiness. Find something you're passionate about, passionate about. And if your your day job can't be that thing, maybe you can just find a day job that you don't hate and then you can do your passion thing on the side. Passion, follow it, it helps. So let me ask you as I close up here, are you as happy as you'd like to be? Happiness, my friend, is a choice that we make every single day. Failing to choose happiness is choosing unhappiness. So choose to be happy because you can. You have to make the effort if you want to experience happiness on a regular basis. Consider your perspective of the world. Is it making you happier or less happier? Change your perspective and you can change your life, my friend. How do you spend your time? What do you think about? And here, my friend, here's the question of the day. Question of the day. (laughs) The question of the day is, what changes can you make in your life today or tomorrow that will shift your life toward ultimate happiness. Spend some time thinking about it. Spend some time thinking about it. These ideas can change your life. What do you think? Are you ready to change your life today? Let's do it. I'll see you later today for another video. Happy Thursday. As always, thank you so much for being here and being a part of my day and a part of my life. And thank you for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. See you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body, take care of your soul, nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot, take it now, and the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together.